there, my love. Welcome back to another episode of the Aligned Businesswoman podcast. Vanessa here. I have a special guest today, Krista Dixon. So Krista and I connected when I found one of her programs inside a bundle and I took her beta launch baby, I believe it was, or course creation. I'm not quite sure. I took her course because it was part of the bundle Then I ended up buying another course from her because she just had her system set up perfectly, just loved her energy, hair copy, and all the good things. And then later on when she emailed about doing one-to-one work, I said yes. And so I worked with her one-on-one. She's just amazing and sweet. And since then, she's transitioned her business into talking more about human design. She is the founder of Soul and Sage, where she helps online coaches market their businesses and coach their clients more effectively using human design. And if you've noticed, I freaking love human design. In fact, I recently launched M School, Manifestation School, and the basis of it is learning how to use your human design to manifest more love, abundance, money, and all the things that we want to manifest. So this is a perfect guest to have on my podcast so we could talk about human design. So you ready? Let's dive in. Are you ready to attract your dream clients? Welcome to the Aligned Businesswoman Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Ann Miller. This podcast is for female entrepreneurs looking for a simpler way to grow their business. Each week, I share simple, actual steps you can use to build a profitable business that is aligned to your energy and without having to cold DM random strangers or hit up friends and family. I'm here to help you tap into your natural talents and find a joyful way of connecting on social media to confidently show up and grow your business. Welcome to another episode of the Aligned Businesswoman podcast. Vanessa here, and I have a very special guest. We're going to be talking about human design with Krista Dixon. So excited. Quick backstory. I actually uh, worked with Krista. She was my coach, gosh, a couple of years ago, and this was before she was doing human design, but she is a great strategist. And so I love that she's incorporating human design with this because it goes really beautifully with helping someone find their purpose and finding their own way of doing something. So Krista, welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to chat so much about one of our favorite things, human design. Yes, it's like such a... uh a really and, and I feel like I've been in the human design world for quite some time, but it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the, like, it's a hot topic. Everyone gets all excited about it. And what I've noticed with me just incorporating it in my business, people are like, oh, what, what is that? And they, you know, it's helping my business. And it's helping me help my clients with me understanding human design. So tell us really quickly, what exactly is human design? Yes. So Your human design, I always like to explain it as like the energetic map or blueprint of you, who you are as a person, who you truly are underneath any like conditioning that has taken place uh, Mm -hmm. throughout your life. All of us have been conditioned, I think, in so many ways from parents at school, from media. Human design really allows you to explore and reconnect with the real you underneath all those external layers 
And it can show you, you know, some of your biggest gifts. It can show you potential challenges you might have to navigate both in your life and in your business. It can highlight um, your purpose, the role you're here to play within, like the collective community, your life path, so many things. And as you said, I think it's such a great tool uh, for coaches, consultants, strategists for two reasons. One, it can really help you market your own business more effectively based on your strengths, your gifts, things like that. And I also think it's really valuable for coaches and consultants who want to learn some of the basics of the human design system and then start kind of bringing that into the work they're doing. So they're really coaching their clients in the most kind of effective and impactful way. Yeah. And I feel that when you understand human design, it's like you have a a more sense of compassion of how people do things. So that, that understanding comes with like, okay, you get more patience and more compassion for other people. Um so where do you like to get your human design chart? Where do you send your clients to? I usually recommend there's a free, I mean, all the chart generating tools online are free, which is amazing. The one I personally use the most and recommend is called mybodygraph.com. The human design chart is called a bodygraph. And when you get your chart, it's going to look so confusing. I think everybody who's ever seen their chart for the first time is like, what the heck is that? Um, you're going to have to enter your date of birth time of birth and where you were born. So city and country. And then it's going to generate this really complicated looking chart. However, over on the side, you'll also get a written description that breaks down a lot of the core components. So don't worry too much about <laughs> the, the body graph and how crazy it looks. Um, but you just want to look for things in the written description, like your energy type, authority, profile. Um, those are kind of some of the basics that you probably want to start with. Yeah, it it's so much. There's so many layers. And I didn't realize that at the very beginning. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of value in understanding your authority your type, um, you know, even your self theme, your your signature theme and your not self. Um, but what I really found helped me shift so much was understanding the gene keys, understanding the gates and the channels and like, wow, like it, but it does get very like detailed and granular. Mm -hmm. Um, what have you found is the benefits of understanding your human design? I know that we, you know, we talked about it, like just the communication part, the, the compassion part, but like when you're incorporating it into your work and especially as an online coach, what are those benefits? I think there's a few, I would say. It can be really helpful, especially if you are, let's say you're facilitating like a really short container with a client. Maybe it's just like a one-time session or a week-long package or a month-long package. Oftentimes, as a coach, you kind of have to spend a little bit of time building rapport and getting to know your client and kind of digging through the layers, right, to get down to the root of the problem, for example. So by just looking at their human design chart, you can see a lot of information about them. Um, which again is so helpful if it's like a one-time session. You don't need to spend as much time. Not that you're not going to want to spend time getting to know your client. Of course you will, but I think it can just help that happen a lot faster. Um, I think it also can really show things that your client might not even be aware of about themselves. We all have, you know, biases about ourselves. We all view ourselves a certain way. And a lot of that does come from conditioning and, you know, what other people have told us and things like that. So one really great benefit of human design in, in general is, again, it gives us that very accurate picture of who we are beneath all that stuff. So if you were to compare it to something like like Myers-Briggs, the Enneagram, those things are really great, too, and they can be really great tools to use. However, they're going to always be influenced by 
these biases that we all have, right? Because mm-hmm. your client is going to have to answer the questions in those assessments. So the result they get is really based on how they see themselves, not necessarily how they actually are. So human design is so great because it's just based off of date and time of birth, right? So it's, you don't have to answer any questions about yourself, nothing like that. And yet it gives you this really, really detailed, accurate description and picture of who you are. So um, I think those are some of the benefits that come to mind anyways, for using human design as a coach. For sure. And, you know, I love that it's, you know, a constant, like with the other, mm-hmm. you know, personality quizzes or whatever. I mean, you're right. I mean, it depends on your mood that day. And and a lot of times we grow out of things. And so our mindset, you know, will shift, especially as we increase our awareness around some of the things that block us. Um, what I w- wanted to to also say is that, uh, I forgot, my kids came in here <laughs> and interrupted me. And I kind of but um Yeah. Oh, the confirmation part. So when I was doing the readings, everyone was like, oh my gosh, like they're, it's like, I've been feeling this. It's like, they feel, it's like you, it's, you easily know someone like you're mentioning and they feel like, how did you know this about me? And they like, they almost have like a sense of relief of like, oh my gosh, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, yes, I've been, I've been, that's been nudging me or whatever I have been trusting it and they just oh they feel like so much better knowing these things and then knowing that their shadows are okay to embrace mm-hmm. the shadows you know and or you know blocks if you want to consider them that so what areas of human design would you suggest a coach learn about or focus on first I would say probably the most basic place to start would be looking at the energy types. So there are five different energy types in human design. They each have a strategy as well. So strategy is kind of the way that you or your client can really navigate through life um, with the most ease, kind of coming up against the, le- the least amount of resistance possible. It's all about how you are designed to really interact with other people, interact with the world around you. And that's often, I think, the place that most people start with human design is they learn about their energy type first, and then they might start learning about some of the other types. So I think that's a great place to start um, from there. Once you kind of feel confident that you understand all five energy types and you know maybe you're confident bringing that into your coaching, I would probably say to look at authority next. I think your authority is a really powerful, very practical tool. It's all about how you're designed to make decisions. And we're all making decisions, obviously, all the time, like throughout every single day in our lives. And, you know, every decision you make kind of shifts you onto a new path in life, really, right? So being able to understand what your client's unique authority is, because there are actually seven different authorities that someone can have in human design. So seven different processes for making aligned decisions. So knowing how your client is designed to make decisions, I think that's so valuable. And again, so practical. And then I think the third I would say is probably profile. That's actually one of my favorites. And I don't hear as many people really talk about it or focus on it as much. I just love profile. I don't know why, but um, it can really tell you how your client's will learn best. So are they someone who learns by studying from books? Are they somebody who learns through trial and error and making lots of mistakes? Maybe that's exactly how they are supposed to learn, right? It can also tell you how they're here to share their gifts with the world. So are they here to share, you know, their knowledge, their skills with their community? Are they here to share um, more as like a role model figure for other people, things like that? So I'd say those three, energy type, authority, profile. If you can nail those three, I think you're off to the races from there. 
And speaking of profiles, um, I don't know why I never thought about this before until I started digging into the golden path and the sequences um, that, you know, the planets that are on the side, they all have their own profile line too. And those means different things than the ones that we usually look at Mm -hmm. for the unconscious and conscious sun. And I made a huge shift in my business because my unconscious Mars has a, um, I think it's point, gosh, I didn't remember off the top of my head. I think 0.5 mm-hmm. and that right there, I'm sorry, 0.1, duh, 0.1. <laughs> and the, the 0.1 means that my vocation, my vocation sphere, because that's what is associated with the unconscious Mars is um, all about the being the producer, the originator of ideas, of mm. offers. And so when I shifted that in my business, things started just like aligning from, you know, the marketing aspect to that. And so in that unconscious Mars, that profile line, there's like the the creator of the offers, the marketing, the sales, mm-hmm. the, the philanthropist. I was like, oh my God, my mind <laughs> was sense. blown. Yeah. Yes. What gate is it in for you? You said line one. What's the, what gate is it? Um, Do you remember? For, uh, oh gosh, it's whatever is exhaustion. 40? 40, yeah, 40? Is it 40? Okay. 41? Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it 40, all makes sense. Point. And yeah. I mean, we might be confusing people right now because this is definitely a much deeper <laughs> yeah. layer um, to human design. But yeah, for me, I've been looking more at my gates and my lines and I have my conscious Mercury. Yeah, Mercury, I think it is, which can you know relate to your messaging, the value you're here to, to communicate with people. Mine is the gate of details. And which is all about, you know, being able, being able to take complex subjects and kind of break them down into the details and explain them in a very logical way that people can understand. And my line is two for that one, which is all about being a natural, really. Like that just is something that comes naturally to you. So when I was looking at that, I was like, oh, it makes so much sense to me why for some reason my brain just works in that way where I can look at something like human design, which is very complex and has a lot of details to it. And I can kind of absorb that in and then turn around and share it and teach it in a way that, I mean, I hope, I think makes sense for other people. And that's just something that's always come kind of naturally to me. So, I mean, yeah, that's a very complex example, but um, you can go deeper and deeper, right? Yeah. And you know what, now that you're saying that that's so true from all the programs that I've taken from you, it's like, ah, okay. The way you, the way you uh, translate it or explain mm-hmm. it. It's like, okay, I can understand it now versus yeah. some other people are like, oh, okay. You know, so exactly. that is so true. I love that. <laughs> love that. Um, so I know we kind of got off topic or not off topic, but we went a little bit deeper in that. But <laughs> so what, what human design pieces can listeners use right away? I know we kind of like talked about those different areas for coaches, but like, what can they use right away for these quick shifts and tangible results in their business? Yes. I would say if we're looking at it from the perspective of wanting to infuse human design into your work as a coach, um, I would focus on energy type. So I would learn those five energy types, look at their gifts, their strengths. And then again, each of those five types also has what's called a strategy. So I think if you can master those and start kind of tailoring the way that you're coaching your clients, you can even kind of tailor the specific packages you create for them or the containers you recommend to them based on their energy type based on what you know about them because of their energy type and their strategy. Um, do you want to dive in a little bit to the energy types? We can go over some of them. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there are five energy types, as I said before, and your energy type really 
highlights a lot of the big gifts that you have. It shows you the way you're designed to move through life and interact with other people, all based off of your aura. So each of the five types, I should say four technically, but they have a unique aura. And your aura is kind of this energetic sphere around you. And based on the nature of that aura, you're supposed to interact with other people in different ways. So the five types we have manifestors. And by the way, I always like to kind of explain it the way that makes the most sense to me is explaining it all together, because I feel like each of the five types plays a unique role. But we need all five of those roles and types to kind of move forward as a collective. So we start with the manifester. They are the initiators. So manifestors are the people who get these really big ideas, these visions, these, you know, divinely inspired ideas. And they're really here to initiate on those ideas right away. They want to take action on those things and start bringing them to life. Then we have generators and generators are the builders. So they can kind of take the ideas that the manifestors have and run with them. They really have energy. They have endurance. They can, you know, build and create so many things with this energy. So they're the ones who are really kind of doing the legwork to start bringing new things to life. Then we have manifesting generators and they are very similar to generators, but often they are a little bit more multi-passionate. They might kind of like to bounce around from thing to thing. Like for example, in your business, if you're a Manny Gen, you might like to have a lot of different projects on the go at once and kind of bounce around. A generator often is a little bit more kind of like steady, methodical, like a step-by-step process kind of thing. So those are the first three. Then we have projectors. I'm a projector. You're a generator, right, Vanessa? Mm -hmm. Generator. I'm a projector. Projectors are the guides. So they are the ones who are really stewarding the other four types. They can kind of see the gifts that everyone else has, um, and they sort of know how to direct those people to best utilize their gifts and their energy. So they are the guides. They are not the ones necessarily doing a lot of the work, which is the generators and the many gens, um, but they can kind of guide that process of work. And then finally, we have reflectors. They are very rare. I think like one to 2% of the world is a reflector. They're actually the oldest energy type too. So I think hundreds of years ago, everybody was a reflector. And then over time, new energy types have emerged to, again, support the evolution of the world. We needed, at some point, we needed these leaders to step up. So that's when the manifester was born, right? And then a little bit later, we needed people who were able to kind of guide the work of others. So projectors emerged. Anyways, so reflectors, <laughs> um, as their name sounds, they reflect back to the rest of us how we're doing. So they act as these kind of mirrors for us. They kind of sample the energy around them and then they reflect that energy back. So if you're standing near a reflector, you're going to find that they kind of take on your mannerisms. They take on your energy. Um, you probably are going to like that person. If you like yourself anyways, you're like, oh, this person's great. We have so much in common. Although that might actually not be their, you know, real true personality. They're kind of just reflecting you back to yourself. So those are the five types. Um, how deep do you think this, Vanessa? <laughs> I think that's great. Um, yeah. um, you know, I think that, well, let's go ahead and go through the, the strategy part. Mm -hmm. And I know mm -hmm. that there's a lot of strategies, but there's usually more people inside either an emotional authority or a sacral authority or a splenic authority. Isn't that correct? Cause there's like a yeah. emotional or mental projector and all the other mm -hmm. ones, yeah. but you want to talk about the, the, the three top ones. Yeah. Like authority. 
three yeah, yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So uh, emotional is going to be the most common one. There is like a hierarchy to them. So emotional, then sacral, and then splenic. So emotional authority, and again, authority is all about how you are designed to make decisions from a really uh, empowered place, which doesn't necessarily mean that every decision you make is going to take you where you want to go, but it is going to take you where you need to go (laughs) along your life path and journey. So if you are somebody with emotional authority, you are not meant to make decisions when you're experiencing a really big emotion, which can happen relatively frequently if you have emotional authority. Uh, Maybe Vanessa can attest to this, but If you are having, let's say, a moment or a day when you are feeling super fantastic, like everything's working out, life is great, I'm so happy. Or if you're having a moment where you're feeling really down on yourself, um, you know, maybe you just got some sad news in your life, anything like that. So you're either feeling super high emotionally or super low emotionally. That is not the right time for you to make a decision because those emotions are going to kind of cloud your judgment, right? You're going to be, if you're feeling great, you're probably going to make decisions or you're going to say yes to a lot of things because you're super excited. You're like, yeah, fantastic. Amazing. And then maybe the next day you're feeling a little bit more neutral emotionally. And you're like, oh, why did I say yes to that thing? Like, I I don't actually want to do that thing. You know, I was just feeling super high vibe yesterday or opposite end of the spectrum. You're going to say no to a lot of things or turn down opportunities because you're having a really crappy day. And then the next day you'll be like, why did I say no to that? I should have said yes. So if you have emotional authority, it's really about waiting until you feel a little bit more emotionally neutral before you make a decision. Um, That Mm -hmm. doesn't have to apply to every small, tiny decision in your life. It's more so um, bigger decisions. Let's say you are going to commit your energy to something, take on a new project in your business, anything like that. So Your authority can help you make better decisions in your business, but I also think it's a great tool for coaches to use. So if you want to pull up your client's chart and see that they have emotional authority, okay, so maybe they bring something to you on a coaching session and they're like, I have to make this decision. I'm not really sure what to do. What you might do as the coach, if you know they have emotional authority is ask them like, how are you feeling emotionally right now? Like if you were to rate yourself on a scale zero to five, let's say zero is I'm feeling horrible. Five is I'm feeling amazing. And they're like, yeah, I'm a five or yeah, I'm a one. I might as their coach be like, okay, let's pause. Let's maybe wait. Maybe later today, let's revisit the decision or let's just wait until you're feeling a little bit more in the middle of this scale, a little bit more like neutral when it comes to emotions. And then let's talk through the decision and go from there. So that's emotional authority. And that's what you have, right, Vanessa? Yes. And what I want to share about that is that as the way I use it is that because I use NLP as well in Mm -hmm. in my business. And when I know someone is an emotional authority and they are just they're making decisions based off of like they're judging themselves. Mm -hmm. I look at that, too. And I remind them, you know, are you judging yourself based off of your environment? Because, you know, are you allowing this to control your emotion based off of your environment? Or is it something from the past? Because sometimes we can look at our environment and right away say, oh, I'm a failure because this is not working. But I'm like, is that really why you feel that way? And are you going to be making decisions that are going to reinforce that? You know, because Mm -hmm. we run off of subconscious, you know, actions is running the whole show. 95% of like what we do is like subconscious, right? And so that's just my way of using that. And it has been 
very, it helps people reframe, you know, like quickly reframe and get out of like that, that, you know, that, that low vibe, that low frequency, yeah. because it's like, oh, wait a minute, that's just how I am. I, I react to this. It's not really what's going on. It's just mm-hmm. part of my design. And that's okay. Yes. I'm going to feel better tomorrow, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> so the next one, what is it? Next would be sacral authority. Um, Only generators and manifesting generators can have sacral authority. And this one is all about listening to your gut response. So you get this kind of this visceral feeling in your gut that is telling you whether something is a yes for you to pursue or a no. And I think the way each generator and manifesting generator experiences it can be a little bit different, but it's really important to just start paying attention to that response. And it's always going to happen to something outside of you, something in your external environment. So it could be a person. It could be, let's say, like a potential client. You're having a conversation with a potential client. You're going to get a feeling in your gut that's like, yes, this feels really good. This feels right. I want to do this. Or you're going to get a no. (laughs) And that's your guidance of like, yes, I should work with this client or no, I should not. Um, What else can I say about that one? It's pretty simple, but it can be, I think, harder to implement than it sounds. A lot of people have been kind of conditioned away from that gut response. So as kids, it's so natural. You just get that feeling and you know, okay, that's, that's a yes for me. That's a no. Your mom says, do you want this for lunch today? And you know, that's a yes or that's a no for me. As we get older, we're all told, you know, use your head, think logically. Um, When you're making decisions, like make a pros and cons list, right? Which is all using your mind, not using the wisdom in your body and in your gut. So a lot of generators and many gens lose touch with that response, I think a little bit. They haven't listened to it in such a long time, or if they do feel it, they don't trust it. So they don't follow it. So I think it can take time to reconnect with what that response feels like for you in your gut. And then again, to trust it enough to actually follow that guidance. So I usually recommend people start with small things first. So you can, again, use this, this gut guidance to make any kind of decision in your life. It can be used for small things in your day-to-day. It can be used for big decisions as well. But start small and build up that trust again. You know, use that gut response to choose what you want to wear today or like, what do I want to have for lunch today? And then look at some options and see which one gives you that yes in your gut. As you go, you can work up to bigger and bigger things until eventually you're probably making most decisions in your life based on that gut response. It's just happening. It's happening all the time anyways. So again, it's just about reconnecting to it and learning to trust it and take action on it. Would you say that there's like an actual feeling in your body? I think so. Yeah, I think it's definitely a very, it's like a physical thing. I think for some, uh, if you're a manifesting generator specifically, they're again, they're kind of these multi-passionate, often busy bee kind of people. So I think sometimes for them, it can be almost like a physical movement too, almost like they feel their body kind of leaning towards something and that's a yes for them, or they feel their energy kind of pull away and their body might slightly, you know, if we look at like pendulums and things like that, right, it's all this kind of um, this natural body response that's happening. So that could be one way you might experience it. Um, as a kid, it usually appears as this kind of vocal thing. So comes from the gut up out the throat and the kid will say either like, uh-huh or uh-uh, right? I'm sure you've probably heard your kids do that. <laughs> um, and that's their yes and no, right? If the uh-huh, that's a yes, uh-uh, that's a no. But then of course we grow older and our parents tell us like, use your words, you know, say things properly. And we kind of, again, lose touch with that. 
Um, so yeah, I think you can experience it a few different ways, but probably the best way to really find out is just to play with it. You know, you'd be like, mm, yeah, I think that was a yes. So I'm going to do this thing and see how it turns out. If it goes horribly, then you might backtrack and be like, okay, so maybe <laughs> my gut wasn't giving me a yes. Maybe that was something different going on. Um, but yeah, just play with it. And I think over time, you'll learn exactly how it feels. And so the next one is the splenic one. Splenic, yeah, we can talk about splenic. So splenic is really about your instinct, your survival instinct. A lot of people, a lot of human design experts and coaches call it your intuition, which I do agree with partly, but I kind of look at all the different kinds of authorities as intuition in a sense, right? Like your gut, that's your gut intuition if you have sacral. Um, for me, I have self-authority, it's called. And to me, that's all really about like my heart. It's about me. It's tapping into my heart, my soul. And that's my form of intuition. So when I talk about splenic authority, I more so think of like instinct. It's kind of split second, in the moment, spontaneous guidance that you get. And again, it's not in your mind. It's not coming from your head. It's usually it's like in your body. You just have this knowing. Um, and it's going to guide you towards, again, the things that are correct for you. And it's going to steer you away from things that aren't. This one can, I think, be a little bit tricky for people because it often, like your your instinct really only kicks in in the moment. You know what I mean? It's like you're having a conversation with someone and you just suddenly get this this hunch or this instinctual guidance. And it's not necessarily something that you can just like sit and write about in your journal and just tap into all the time. It's sometimes you really have to be in the situation, in the moment, and then your instincts kick in and you get that guidance. Um, but that's what Sleeping Authority is all about. It's about your survival instinct, um, keeping you safe and keeping you, I guess, on your correct aligned path through your life. Um, so you're really meant to pay attention to those really quiet nudges that your instincts are giving you and do what they tell you. So whether that's, you know, yes, do this thing or like, no, don't do that thing or don't go to that place or whatever it might be, um, following that guidance is really what's going to keep you safe and progressing, I guess I could say, through life and get where you're meant to go. So, you know, I have my emotion or I have my uh, willpower, my mm -hmm. heart, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, let me just use the actual words. Okay. So I have my sacral solar plexus and my spleen mm -hmm. all defined. Yes. And I do find myself kind of like, almost like yeah like in yeah. decisions almost like using all three of them yeah you know because mm -hmm. they're totally they're, yeah. Yeah. so what about i didn't even think about this until we you mentioned this but like what are the what's the authority for reflectors since they don't have any defined center they have lunar authority it's called which is the same basically the same as the reflector strategy mm -hmm. um it's all about waiting a lunar cycle so lunar meaning the meaning the moon so for big decisions not small stuff, but for big decisions, reflectors are meant to wait about one month, one lunar cycle. I think it's like 29 and a half days, roughly. And they kind of want to weigh in on the decision, let's say every day, every couple days throughout that month long period and see how they're feeling about it at various points along the way. Because as you're saying, reflectors, they have this completely open aura in a sense where they're always taking on the things around them and reflecting them back. So depending on the people they're around from day to day, the environments they're in, they're going to kind of feel like a different person from, from day to day based on those things. So if they were to make a big decision in the moment, it's going to be based off of, again, the people they're around, the environment they're in, even how like the 
transits of the planets can kind of temporarily activate certain parts of your human design. So they might feel on one particular day, like they have a defined sacral or a defined heart, and they might, you know, overcommit themselves. They might say yes to something right away. And then a week later realize that is not, (laughs) that is not the right thing for me. So it's really about being patient and taking your time with big decisions. And over that month long period, they kind of start to put together this, I call it like cumulative sense of clarity. So it's not like they made the decision on day one. It's like they weighed in on that decision every single day for weeks. And then they maybe you keep notes in a journal or something, for example, like today, this is what I'm thinking about that decision. Here's how I'm feeling about the options. And let's say you do that every day for a few weeks. You can kind of look back and be like, okay, overall, the consensus is this is the right move for me. So that's how they're supposed to make decisions. It's actually both their strategy and their authority is to just take their time, (laughs) really. And, you know, now that I just, I don't know why I'm thinking about this now again. I'm like, (laughs) I think it's really important to know as well that like, the the signature theme and the not self theme when you're making these decisions like you know like so that's part of like you trusting and understanding like your sacral response and all that can you go through those really quickly yes yeah for sure so in human design we have something called your signature and your not self and i don't ask me why they've made all the names for things really confusing because i feel (laughs) like signature like that doesn't really tell you anything about what that is but um each energy type has a signature and a not self. And these are basically emotions really that you experience. And they're kind of like signposts for you, guidance for you when you are either living in alignment with your design and with your purpose and when you're not. So I'll give you an example. So for generators, so for you, Vanessa, it is frustration is the emotion you would feel when things are out of alignment for you. And satisfaction is what's called your signature. So when, again, you make a decision or you know, you're working on something in your business and you're feeling so satisfied, so fulfilled, so content, that's your sign that you're on the right track. This is where you should be, you know, spending your time and your energy, things are going well. If you start to feel really frustrated by a project, a client, you know, it could be anything, that's your sign that something's out of alignment. So you need to kind of come back to your design and look at, okay, what needs to shift? What's out of place? Did I make a decision not using my authority? Um, if you're a reflector, you know, maybe you made a split second decision and it didn't go so well. Right. So again, they're just signposts that kind of can bring you back um, to sort of examine where things might be out of alignment. So for both manigens and generators, um, it is satisfaction and frustration for manifestors. The signature is peace and the not self is anger. My daughter's a manifester, so I'm familiar with that one. <laughs> She's only two years old, so yeah. the anger can come out. Um, for a manifester, too. Is he? That's yeah. so funny. What is, yeah. When is he born again? What month? December 5th. Okay, she's November fifth, so that's yeah. really funny. So there, yeah, I remember her birthday because because uh, of that. But she's a year and a month. Or, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. so he's just turned three. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, and she just um, yeah, it's fun. I mean, manifestors are really fun. They also can be, I think, a little challenging as kids and toddlers, but all the types <laughs> can be in their own special way. Yeah. Um, so that's manifestors, projectors. It is bitterness, and I'm a projector, so I'm familiar with that one. So whenever I find myself like. Focusing on all the negatives, I'm starting to get bitter about, you know, why aren't things working out for me? Why are things never going my way? Why me? Why me? Why me? That's my signpost that something's out of alignment. I need to step back and look at things and see what needs to change. 
Um, and then success is the signature for projectors. So if I'm feeling like what I'm doing is succeeding and I'm feeling successful, then I'm in the right place. And then for reflectors, it is surprise. And why can't I? Oh, disappointment is the not self. And I love surprise for reflectors. And I think it kind of stems from, like I was saying, so much is changing all the time for reflectors based on like their environment, people around them, like they're always taking on and experiencing all these new things. So if something comes along that really surprises them, if it's like, wow, you know what? I've never felt that before. Like I've never met someone like this. This is surprising. This is new. It's exciting. Um, they love that. <laughs> reflectors love that because I think it's just fresh for them, right? It's like, ooh, something new to play around with. Um, so surprise and then disappointment is when they are out of alignment, they're going to feel just disappointed by things going on. And that's their sign that something needs to be shifted. Did I get oh, them know. all? I think so. Yeah. And oh, I, I don't know why, but when I would think about surprise for them, I, I got, I thought of like, ah, like I love the way you explained it. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, oh, that's refreshing. Cause that's kind of what it is. You're right. Yeah. It's like more like, oh, this is refreshing, surprisingly refreshing. So yes, I love that explanation. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. This has been a great chat. Like, I don't think I, and in fact, I had a podcast recording this morning and we talked so long and you guys are like the first people that I've talked this long with. I usually yeah. keep them under 20 minutes, but <laughs> I knew that this is going to be a little bit longer, but, um, Thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy that we were able to do this. And this is a question that I ask everyone. Surprise question. What are you reading or what are you listening to on Audible? Weirdly enough, I'm not an Audible girly, which is surprising as a mom. I, I just for some reason have never gotten into it. I probably would like it, but I'm, I really like holding a book. So yeah. I, what am I reading? I'm reading an Energy Centers book right now, actually. It's by Robin... Win, I think is her last name, W-I-N-N. I'm only like 10, 15% into it, but it's really good so far. So it's a human design book. And then I just finished reading one called Gentle Nutrition. I don't know if you would have heard of that one. It's like um, intuitive eating. It's totally not human design at all, but it's like intuitive eating and um, nutrition recommendations really. And it was fantastic. It's by, I think her name's Rochelle or Rachel Hartley. And it's like one of the best books I've read in my life. So I would recommend it. It's yeah, awesome. it's really good. What is the other book's name? I feel like I got that one. Um, I, I think it's called like Understanding the Energy Centers. Oh, okay. I think I have that on Audible. I think I know I have it somewhere. I it's really that. good. She kind of looks at it through, um, I don't know if the word is therapist, but if you're somebody who is like a coach, a therapist, anything like that, she talks about using energy centers in your therapy practice, um, which I think is a really cool lens to look at them through. And she goes a lot deeper into each energy center than like, I don't have it with me, but you know, like the standard human design textbooky yeah. kind of book that a lot of people start with. She goes a lot deeper into the energy centers in that book. So I really like it so far. I think it's super good. I feel like I have a sense. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here and sharing your books. Um, if someone wanted to connect with you, where's the best place to hang out with you? I would say probably Instagram. That's like the main social platform for me. So my Instagram is at Krista M. Dixon. I could not get Krista Dixon, unfortunately, as a username. So there's an M in the middle, which is my middle name. Um, my website is soulandsage.co. And if you want to kind of go a little bit deeper with what we were talking about today, I do have a free human design guide for coaches. Um, you can grab that over on my website, soulandsage.co slash that coach. It's all about becoming 
that coach with human design. Love it. I'm (laughs) going to have to get it. Thank you again for being here. It was great chatting with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to listen to the episode back when it comes out. (laughs) Sure. And thank you all for tuning in. And I will check with you next week on the next episode of the Alliant Businesswoman. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me this week. To view the complete show notes and any links mentioned in today's episode, visit vanessaannmiller.com forward slash podcast. That's also where you can get free access to the Empowerment Activation Masterclass. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. Thank you again for joining me, Vanessa Ann Miller, in this episode of The Aligned Businesswoman.